Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello again, everybody. And welcome to the Kiel Boxing King Sports Extravaganza. Part of about these fifth quarter. Hey, I'm the Polish Rifle Skyloginski. I'm joined by uh, my partner in crime, Jake Kokorowski, award-winning author and <laughs> um, media superstar. Oh, um, oh boy, oh boy. But it's a uh, it's a weird time of the year. I mean, you know, it's one of people's favorite times of the year uh, because you have NFL free agency, you have the start of Major League Baseball, you have the NBA playoffs. But for the next couple of weeks, everybody's life is going to be consumed by March Madness. So, Jake, before we get into that, how's everything going in your world? Going well, going well. Happy to be back on. And it's going to be weird for Wisconsin fans. We talked about it last week, right, Scotty? And not just Wisconsin fans, but Marquette fans, Milwaukee Panther fans, Green Bay Phoenix fans. These are – there's no Wisconsin team that has a fighting, uh, you know, shot in March Madness in the NCAA tournament. However, Marquette is in the NIT, uh, and so they play a game. I think it's was it tomorrow night, if I'm not mistaken. So you know, Wednesday, at the Wednesday against Harvard. Oh, Harvard, sorry, at the uh, Al McGuire Center, if I'm not mistaken. And the, you know, it, it will be interesting uh, to see. I mean, you know, I, I watched the selection show, and let me just let's kick it off with you right off the bat, Scotty, on that. Where, in your opinion, you know, did you get did you watch the selection show? One, and if you did, do you have any opinion about them? going alphabetically first, you know, and then assigning the, you know, the brackets later. Um, I didn't watch the selection show cause it's garbage. It's been garbage for about five years. Um, I, I think it's a joke that, and I think they make a joke out of it by having Charles Barkley and I love Charles. And, uh, get, <laughs> for an end, he follows very little of the, NCAA game and it, it kind of makes a mockery of the fact that he knows so little and basically goes out of his way to take jabs and kind of crap all over it. I mean I don't know. It, it is what it is. Now I did not watch it though but um, I was checking Twitter through the whole thing because I wanted to see if Marquette may have gotten in. Obviously not only did they not get in they end up getting a number two seed in the NIT. Things didn't break well for them though. Davidson winning might have been the final nail in the coffin because Rhode Island was going to get in no matter what. So Davidson getting in, Alabama having a decent run, um, though at 19-15, I just don't get that. But um, anyway, so it's an interesting interesting draw, though, and, and I think we, we can, you know, I'd like to kind of get right into it when we talk about the brackets because there's a few brackets that look really strong like there are every year. And then there's some that are, are literally anybody's uh, anybody's game. So I don't know where where, where do you want to stay? Is there a region in particular you want to go to? Well, you know, because of the Wisconsin connection, let's talk Tony Bennett. Let's talk the South with Virginia, the number one team in the nation, and their battles. And they got a pretty tough bracket, you know, and especially with you know the likes of, of facing an Arizona squad 
potentially down the road, uh, you know, in that Elite Eight showdown. Uh, but you know, I'm I'm really intrigued to see how a team like that will will stand out. I mean, uh, yeah. But let's start off the South. Uh, in you know, you're also looking at like a potential was it a 5-12 matchup between Miami and Loyola Chicago, which is intriguing. Uh, I mean, what do you? I mean, yeah. Let's start off with that. Like, who do you think comes out of the South? Okay, I, I took uh, Arizona in that one, um, and I know that Virginia is the top team in the land. I, I boy, it's hard to watch, but um, I, I just I had a, I, I'm feeling good about Arizona. I, I like Loyola as an upset to win in the first round, maybe even go two rounds in. Um, uh, but that being said, I, I took. Uh, I took a, a final in that region of uh, Cincinnati losing to Arizona, Arizona advancing. So I think Arizona knocks out Virginia. Um, but it is, you're right, a tough, one of the two really tough brackets, I think, this year. Yeah, I'm looking at Virginia. I, I just like the way that they're playing right now. And, uh, you know, the fact that, I mean, it'll be interesting to see who comes out of Creighton and Kansas State uh, in the 8-9 matchup. Uh, and then... Even if, like, you know, I'm intrigued to see what, you know, uh, oh, no, in Miami, Loyola, Illinois is not the 512, the 6-11. I apologize for that. And 6-11, then, yeah. yeah. And then you, uh, Kentucky and Davidson are five and twelve are the 512 matchups, which, I mean, Davidson, the way that they upset, I mean, uh, Kentucky's playing well of late, and then you come in and then you see Davidson and, and what they did to, to get into the tournament. I will, you know, I Kentucky and then, I, you know, Arizona takes them. Uh, I'll, t- I'll take Virginia despite – how tough Arizona can be, in my opinion. Yeah, I I feel like Bennett will do something with that defense that'll lock down. I know it's hard to watch per se, but Bennett, I think I think Virginia takes it. I think they head uh, and they represent the South. Now let's look at the West. Let's go. Number one seed is Xavier, uh, and then you got the eight nine matchup: Missouri and Florida. Number nine, Florida State, and interesting five twelve matchup. Yeah. Uh, Ohio State and then San Diego State. Uh, I'm just looking down here too, and then North Carolina is the two. Um, this one's tough. Yeah, I got North Carolina coming out of here. The thing is, Zav- I like. I think Xavier could get to the regional final, or they could get beat by Missouri in the second round. That's kind of how I see it. I think Missouri is a little bit of a sleeper. Um, I-, I think Gonzaga beats Ohio State in the second round, and. Um, but I, I think UNC comes out of this thing at the end of it. I like San Diego State perhaps in that upset in that 6-11 game. Um, that's one I'll be watching and, and, and interested in. But but I, I think we see North in my bracket. I've got North Carolina coming out. Yeah, I. I mean, Wisconsin lost to Xavier earlier in the year in that uh, you know, and that was at the Gavit games and. I mean, they. I mean, granted, they didn't. They they pulled away late in that ten point win. Uh, yeah, I'm not sold. I like how Michigan's playing, and obviously there's a little bit of Big Ten bias because we were part of Bucky's fifth quarter, and you've seen we've had a chance to watch them, and I got to see them in person live uh, in that loss that Wisconsin had to them at, at the Kohl Center a few Sundays ago. Uh, it's either North Carolina or Michigan for me, in my opinion. Whoever wins that, that I, th- I think Michigan beats Montana. I believe they beat Houston. And then, you know, I, I think that sets up Michigan and North Carolina. I'll just, for contrarian state, I'll, I'll go Michigan uh, just because they've gotten hot. And I, I feel uh, this team, you know, could do can do something uh, come, come postseason. 
let's see. Let's go. Let's go Midwest. Let's 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 circle, let's circle the wagon over here. Uh, go in some counterclockwise action. Uh, Kansas. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting when when at least the way I have it coming out. The final the final four in this bracket is going to be kind of crazy. You mentioned they were going to say Kansas is number one. Uh, they should survive Penn, or they will. And then uh, they'll take on the win at Seton Hall, North Carolina. Here's where I'm struggling, because I've got Kansas coming out to the Sweet 16. I'm trying to decide the winner of the Clemson-Auburn game, um, at least what, what I'm perceiving will be the, the Clemson-Auburn game, because I, I, I haven't really seen a lot of Auburn, I'll be honest with you. Um, I've seen a, a little bit of Clemson, and I, I liked the way Clemson played. But um, So I've got Clemson advancing to Sweet 16, but I don't know if you feel differently about that. Yeah, I got Kansas going at least Elite Eight in this. And I just, yeah, there, I'm not too sure on Clemson and New Mexico State. I know I've seen some of the, the bracket predictions, even from like Sports Illustrated, having two different, you know, having the winners come out there and even our friends at SB Nation, uh, the, the mothership, if you will. Um, you know, I, yeah, they, they think, I mean, overall they take Michigan State over Duke, but they didn't actually, that's disappointing. They didn't actually have the full bracket that they picked out so I could confirm that stuff. But no, it's a, yeah, I think just Kansas, I think Kansas isn't like the elite eight. And then I think Michigan State, despite them, you know, losing in the big 10 tournament, they were regular season champions, even though they didn't play necessarily well. Uh, against Wisconsin, uh, in, Grand Wisconsin was a much more improved team than what they were uh, that last week of the season, the last two weeks of the season, compared to what they were back in January when they got blown out, uh, at, you know, up in uh, East Lansing, over in East Lansing. I will say, yeah. uh, I mean, that one's tough. Duke and then Michigan State, right? Uh, I, those two definitely. That would, well, that would be in that would be in that half of the bracket right. to pl- end up playing Kansas. Yeah, um, I'm just I'm I'm taking Duke over Michigan State. I'm also taking uh, TCU to lose to whoever wins the, the play-in game. I know they hate calling it the play-in game, but that's what it is. Um, so do you think Mich- – are you taking Michigan State to come out? Are you taking Kansas? Who do you, I mean, who do you – I'll take Michigan State. I No, I think Duke somehow pulls this all off. Uh, I, and as much as uh, those Wisconsin fans that follow, I know they won't be too happy with me. Uh, I think Duke somehow pulls this all out uh, just with, with what they – yeah, I'll stick with Duke. Look, I got to I got to go with Duke on this one. Listen, people can be angry all you want. It was a down year for the Big Ten. I mean, it really was. I mean, especially in non-conference play, it just it was one of those years. It happens sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I, I I've been kind of sketchy. My whole bracket, and I, I like I got Michigan State going Elite Eight. I got Purdue going Elite Eight. But uh, that's about as far as I have any uh, Big Ten school going. So let's stay here. Let's go to the East. Villanova's a one seed. Um, no overrated Alabama's in there as well. Purdue, um, Purdue's a two seed. I, I I think I've already kind of given it away. I've got Villanova against Purdue in the Elite Eight. I'm taking Villanova. But, uh, yeah, like I said, that's about as far as I, I've got my Big Ten bracket. Yeah, no, I got my – I mean, I'll, I just think Purdue – you know, I think – with their schedule late in the season and then having a little bit of that break like they had, like that week off in the Big Ten tournament, I think will actually help them. There are some seniors on that squad. Um, overall, I'm just looking at that group right now. I think Butler wins the 7-10 matchup against Arkansas. 
but Purdue yeah. beats them. I got, yeah, um, yeah, I'm going Purdue. I'll say an upset over Villanova, right. and then yeah, because I mean, the to to me like the top, you know, I think Michigan, Michigan State, and uh, and Purdue have the shot to be Final Four teams. Now, is that going to happen? I well, you got it, two of them. You got right, two of them in right. This, and so. if it wasn't for Duke, I'd probably say Michigan State over Kansas. Uh, but I just don't. I think with Bagley and then uh, Grayson Allen, uh, every Badger's favorite uh, player, they, yeah. you know, I, I just think Duke takes it there uh, over over Sparty. But I, okay. I, well, I, I think I think Purdue it. is good. Yeah, I think there's a senior leadership there. I think they know the times there. Uh, and the you know both uh, Carson and Vincent Edwards, you got Isaac Haas, uh, you got Matthias uh, as well as a shooter. Uh, yeah, I, I I believe in the Boilermakers at this point. All right, so in the final four, I've got Arizona versus North Carolina, Duke against Villanova. I'm taking Carolina and Villanova to advance into the the final game. You've got uh, Virginia versus Michigan and Duke versus. Um, Purdue, who is your championship game? I mean, the championship game, it'll be Virginia versus Duke in an ACC rematch. And I think Virginia, I'll take Virginia to win it all uh, in that in that okay. end. What about you? I'm taking Villanova over Carolina in what I think is going to be a really good championship game. Should so, be very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, bada bing, bada boom, <laughs> and we'll see how wrong we don't we have. Are. It's inter- It's interesting. We only have one similar team in the big in the final four. That's Duke, and we don't have any of the same teams even playing in the championship game. Um, I think yeah, somehow the, the that speaks to the volatility well, of this. Think, you know, like especially this season. Well, maybe I, I I felt this year was maybe a little bit more predictable, only because I couldn't find any like. I found a couple. I shouldn't say any, but there weren't those like the, the those six, seven, eight seeds that screamed at me like, "Hey, this team has a chance to be a Final Four team." You know what I mean? Um, right, right, right. Now volatility, volatility may be in the top four seeds in each region, but I think beyond the, the, that top sixteen, there was nothing that was stick that stood out to me and made me a believer. Arizona being a four seed. Um, is the only real surprise I have because I got Duke in North Carolina at two seeds, Villanova as a one. Like, you know, every year it seems like there's a, a lower seed that, that creeps in there, but I just couldn't find it this year. And even in your case, you've got Purdue's a two, Duke's a two, Virginia's a one. I think your lowest seed uh, that you selected was Michigan. Um, as and a three, yeah. They were, uh, yeah, so, I mean, so you're right maybe about the the, the – the uh, parity in the top 16, but below that, it was just really hard for me to find somebody that I thought could could be the surprise or the Cinderella. Yeah, yeah, I can. I'll agree with you on that. And maybe it's it's top heavy where you know the top 12 or 16 teams could have that possibility. But after that, uh, it's not going to be. We don't see a play, you know, a team coming around and causing trouble and, and disrupting bracket. Now, one much. one probably is going to. But I guess right, but I just I can't seem to put my finger on who I think that's going to be. That's fair, definitely fair there. So, but yeah, we'll see. And obviously, the playing games start tomorrow night, recording on Monday. So check back then. I would say you know obviously uh, we'll put this up by tonight uh, or early tomorrow. So uh, do not miss out on that. Uh, and then uh, you know anything else you want to talk about? Any of the snubs? Uh, you know. 
NIT uh, at all. No, Penn I mean, State's a four seed and Nebraska's yeah. a five seed in the NIT. Yeah, the NIT, I'm interested. Obviously, you've got a rooting interest in, in Marquette. Um, I'm interested to see how uh, some of the teams, because you know what happens every year? The teams that felt like they got snubbed oftentimes lay an egg in the NIT tournament. So I'm, I'm you know, because they feel they, they they feel like they're not playing for what they thought their ultimate goal should have been, right? So it's always interesting to watch. I, look, I still I hate when people say, "Well, it's just the the next 32 teams." No, most a lot of those top tier NIT teams, if they didn't have the automatic bids for winning your conference tournament, they'd be there in the NCAA tournament. So. I, you know, I, I get it. Winning the NCAA tournament is far more impressive and, and important. But I'd rather win an NIT than get stuck playing a play-in game in Dayton and, and losing. You, you know what I mean? Like, so anyway, I'll, I'll be interested. I'll have a, a, a casual eye to it. But other than that, and eh, no, I mean, other than you know, maybe Marquette and, and Penn State. I mean, I, I think those are the two schools that I'll be most interested in keeping an eye on. Absolutely. So no, uh, we'll check back then next week uh, after the dust settles after the first weekend. I know at my day job, I've already set up a March Madness uh, projection screen going to be set up for both a couple of our sites. So uh, hopefully people enjoy uh, passing by or even going on their lunch break and watching the madness that is March and oh gosh. Yeah. Turn it on. Let's let's turn real quick to baseball uh, before we let you go. Right. We got Okay, yeah. Let, let, let me let me let me let me just tell you how mad I am at the Brewers and how disappointed I am in this franchise right now. Um, how disappointed I am that they they got everybody excited enough to to come out to Brewers on deck by making two big moves, did nothing to address his pitching staff, and then watch Lance Lynn sign a one-year, twelve million dollar deal that is very little risk to the Minnesota Twins. Because if the Twins are out of it by, by you know July, they can trade away him and half his salary for prospects. The, to allow, the fact that the Brewers allowed a signing like that to happen and, and didn't feel like it was necessary and feeling like the pitching staff, which we talked about last week, was good to go, really disappoints me. It frustrates me as a fan and as, a, as an observer and a professional who, who covers baseball. It's a head-scratcher. Yeah, the the Lynn signing, I agree with Arietta for the three years, twenty five million a year. I mean, I know I think the way that I was reading, like to some of the reports, was it like thirty million, twenty five and twenty uh, for mm-hmm. that, and then it could extend up to a five year contract uh, that could be in the yeah. what's it like the one hundred twenty five ish million dollar range. Like I'm okay with that. I I don't know if Brewer fans would have. Well, I, I'm okay with that. I, I I am. So here's my thought. Here's how you make this right. You take that $25 million a year, you take Lynn's $12 million a year, you divide that, add it up and divide it by two, that comes out to about $17.5 million. You go and you offer Cobb a two-year $17.5 million contract and he makes this right. Yeah, I mean, they're going to need to. Uh, yeah, I mean, right now the way the, the rotation out with Jimmy Nelson still out, they need to make sure that they get – but they need to. Get, I think they need another pitcher, obviously, and we all agree upon that. Um, and then, Plus, you know, if they get Cobb, if they get Cobb, then they will have a Cobb and Nelson, just like the Green Bay Packers. So there you go. It's meant to be. Well, at least for now, depending upon what happens with the salary cap, oh, with well. NFL free agency coming up in just what less than two days, uh, with the legal tampering period upon us. I'm yeah, gonna, cue cue the crickets. Up in Green Bay. Hey, hey, hey! Uh, there, there are some reports out there. You know whether or not it's agents blowing steam uh, in ears to get things going. 
Uh, and I mean, honestly, it is a, yeah, we'll see, but there are reports, I think it was Ian Rappaport saying that the Packers were interested in, uh, both Sammy Watkins and Allen Robinson at wide receiver. There's been uh, reports out there at about Jimmy Graham, even though it seems like the needle is potentially pointing towards the new Orleans saints. I'm, I'm looking at this up right now. Yeah, because of, of the reuniting with uh yeah but it sounds like looking at this who was it it was yeah it was mike garofalo talking about green bay and uh graham's names being linked together and then the, it, the thing is they need to make some signings whether it's at those positions you discussed or a cornerback just kicking the tires you know the brewers kicked the tires on pitchers too what did that get them right i i don't I'm so jaded right now because of the way this offseason went uh, since January to now that I, I don't want to hear that the Packers are kicking tires. They need to make some signings. And they, they need to keep this, this window, this, this ever-closing window um, for their quarterback. Uh, they need to keep this, 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 this a chance for him to maybe get one more Super Bowl run. So. We'll see. Uh, again, yeah, and, you know, obviously, it's, I, I, like I said, I'm, I've just been frustrated by the by, by all of this. So. Yeah, well, and then, I mean, with NFL Network, just as a clarification to Eden Rappaport, it sounds like, and if you guys go to acmepackingcompany.com, our SB Nation covers, cousins that cover the Green Bay Packers, you know, Rappaport apparently said that, uh, you know, who Packers could be a player in the race, quote-unquote, to, you know, to sign – Allen Robinson. So it sounds like it's more speculation than, you know, or, you know, he wouldn't be surprised Mm -hmm. if you will, if he would sign. So uh, big thanks to, you know, uh, to Tex Western on that. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Obviously cornerbacks, the biggest name, and uh, we'll see who they are linked to uh, coming up. And we'll obviously talk more with that. And uh, I feel that, you know, we'll, we should have Tex Western on probably in the next couple of weeks just to break it all down for everybody. And then, uh, you know, spring football starts up tomorrow. I'll be down there uh, for Bucky's fifth quarter. And, uh, you know, this is the start of spring football. And uh, on our uh, Bucky's fifth podcast, we'll, we'll talk about some of the spring roster additions and subtractions and any type of modifications. We'll have that on with Owen Reese uh, coming up uh, probably tomorrow. We'll break down everything and uh, go from there as we head into Pro Day, which is on Wednesday then. Uh, and uh, wow. both Owen and I will be down there at uh, Camp Randall inside the McLean Center to watch various Badgers run and who shows up and who shines for probably, you know, like last year I think there was about 30 NFL scouts, 28 or 30 NFL scouts. So I'm expecting around the same this year with this well, you crop. Live, you, you live uh, a jet-set exciting life, I'll tell you. Oh yeah! Oh, oh gosh! Yeah. Hey, anytime we get to see it's Ted like, Thompson in person, right? Uh, it's, like he was going there last the, it's like going to the combine and watching a bunch of guys in shorts and jumping around. I'm like, ooh! I love how uh, our good friend Jason Moody describes the fun and frivolity of all that. But um, I guess the only other thing I had, I, I guess, I looked at my notes here and I forgot about this. I wanted to say, although I, I feel like I might be in the minority here. Um, I, I am very excited. I was very excited to see Tiger Woods uh, go down to the wire and almost win a tournament. I, I, I just, I'm sorry. I think, I think it's kind of cool. So. No, I, I don't think you're in the minority about that. You should have seen Twitter light up, my friend. People were very excited. I think to see, you know, play one of the best, you know, one of the best ever to play 
resur- you know, have a resurgence, have a renaissance, and come back and come within a shot of going to a playoff against Paul Casey. You know what? You know what's interesting this weekend? So you had him there at, at the top of the leaderboard. You had um, you had a, uh, a Venus versus Serena final in a tennis tournament, and you had the, the Buck sign Brandon Jennings. I thought we had gone back in time about eight years. <laughs> What, what year is it again? Exactly. But, Bucks, uh, Bucks and all, Six. All good things. So. Indeed, indeed. On that note, folks, uh, you know, short abbreviated podcast. Not going up for what we're used to. We're about 20, 25 minutes in. Uh, anything else, brother, before we take it home? No, I think it's time to call it a day. All right, well, thank you all for listening. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at KilbasaTeamsWY. Follow Bucky Supporter at B5Q. Scotty's at Scott Wiz News 2, and I am at Jake Coco, K O C O B5Q. We'll come back next week, break down March Madness one more time, as uh, and see how right or wrong we go with our picks. And then we'll head into, uh, we'll talk more, hopefully, spring train. We'll talk more Brewers. We'll talk some Bucks, and uh, we'll see what else is going down in spring football. So thanks, guys, for listening. For the Polish Rifle, Scott Wisniewski, this is Jay Kokorowski. We'll check and close it. We'll see you next week here on the Kielbasa Kings Sports Extravaganza. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.